You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to the Cult Movie Cantina. Hello. Oh, God. <laughs> Yay. We never know if we should react awesome. or not there. Every time. Every time. Uh, <laughs> this is the podcast that takes a look at your favorite cult films, uh, pairs them with an alcoholic beverage. That would be me. Show them someone who's not seeing them. Me. And Hi. then we talk about it. I forgot that we're also doing a, like, because we have the visual. I waved. <laughs> well, yeah. You and then wave. I was like, no one can hear me wave. Well, it's, well, we're it's not okay. It's so, okay. so with with the so we, while we have a camera there, uh, we're we're experimenting with video podcasting today. Um, we'll see if it works. Uh, but ladies, just ignore it. Okay. <laughs> we're just gonna do is it's just gonna be there, and we're gonna let it do its thing. So all right, cool. Um, so, uh, how's everybody doing? Are we gonna introduce ourselves today? We could do that. Yeah, let's do that. I'm your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty, and I'm joined by as always your facilitator of fun and lady of libation, Stephanie. Uh, Justina, the Jellical Jester, not that I waved at the camera. She, she who knows, knows no, no movies. Because I'm supposed to put it like it's not there. <laughs> <laughs> you can wave if you want. It's fine. I did. <laughs> I did do that. Uh, before before we uh, start, and we'll do this again in the catacombs, but I have some sad news for uh, you, Justina. And I was like, me. you looked specifically right, at me, right. and now I'm... D- yes? So, uh, Is it Harry? Is no, it Harry in no, Star Wars? No. Um, oh, okay. Um, uh, Justina guest starred on our very first episode of the Catacombs. I did, and we did a movie, Jim J- Cotta. Right. I'm sad to say the lead actor Kurt Thomas died today. The the gymnast. The gymnast. The oh, that's past, so sad. How is he going to make any like revivals of it? No, obviously now he will not be able to. Does he have any kin? We have kinfolk. That's the reason why Drew's not here. He's inconsolable. Aww. Oh, I'm sure he is. He is a for uh, real like. Died very young, sixty four. Had a stroke and a, some sort of kind of brain aneurysm. So that's terrible. So, that is terrible. So. You would think that he would outlive us all with the way that he could that's handle right. those yeah. random so, balance beams. So starting this whole podcast on a bummer. <laughs> Jeez, Scotty. But we'll cover it more in the catacombs. But I, wow. th- I thought that it should be noted. Um, so uh, just then kills kills our first guest basically. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did I say that? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's terrible. It doesn't like he, the way he looked, and he was like, "I have terrible news, Justina." Oh God, what did I do? Oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Was I supposed to bring something? Not the, this time. Uh, the only plugs I've got is that still today at this week uh, at this moment we're still going to do Huntsville. Uh, that's uh, July 18th and 19th. Um, awesome. At, at the Huntsville Pop Expo, we'll we'll be there. We're not going to be performing. We'll do, I'll just be there with the table selling comics and giving away free stuff. But um, I'll be skating. <laughs> So, there. So, um, potentially. Uh, if you feel safe, come out. We'll be masked. <laughs> so, I should probably get a mask. So, we'll be up there. Except uh, for me, I won't be there. Also, um, check out uh, chroniclesofimbo.com. Uh, subscribe to the comic, please. Um, we're trying to get 1,000 subscribers. I'm down to 50. I got to get 950 more. We're getting there. Slow but surely. We'll oh, get there. Oh, wow. I thought you were saying you you only had 50 left. And I was like, good job. And then no, you're no, like, no, 950 no, no. more. No, I'm on the, other, right. on the other side of that. Okay. We can do this. Yeah, yeah we, we can. can. We can do this. It's going to take some time, um, but we'll get there. It's a good comic. Uh, we just got it translated in Spanish. Cool. Now, what do we have it translated in so German. far? So German, mm-hmm. uh, French, and Spanish. That's cool. English. So we're four languages. Um, I just got Spanish pages today. That's awesome. So, so I'm that really is awesome. So thank you again, Jessica Hines, for, for doing that. Thank and you, Jessica. Jessica, uh, thank you, mm-hmm. uh, hey, hey, Jesus uh, Riviera. 
who did the translation for us. Thank, uh, you. thank you, Jesus. Isn't it Jesus? No, it's Jesus. It is Jesus. It's Jesus. I uh, yeah. I um. He was on my quiz ball team with me. Oh wow! And uh, college, and he's just a cool dude. He's a computer programmer. But All he's, right. He's Jesus. So. All right. Who did the German translation? Um, uh, Chris from um, Theater ninety eight. Really? Yeah, she's German, so she yeah. did, she, she did she's she's really cool. Yeah, she's. I have a lot of you know other. And then she so she Germans did inform- totally and then, uh, the French. Uh, I went to Fiverr. I had to pay for the French one. I didn't pay a lot, but I paid for the French one. Yeah. Do we not know any French people here? Uh, I and I, I did, and I just no one had time, so and I was just kind of in a hurry to get it done. So got it that's done. fair. Uh, so we watched um, Sucker Punch from 2011. Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. And so. Uh, before we start, last week we we talked about normal. Normally we play a game with Justina, who's, who's not seen our movies, typically. Present. <laughs> Every time we point at her, she's like waving the camera, like they don't know who she is. <laughs> um, Me. But uh, we normally play a game with you mm-hmm. that you know. What do you think this movie is going to be about? Yep. But knowing what this movie was, I kind of wish we had played it before and after because I. Uh, I probably would have given you a different answer every time. Yeah, but like every time, like from the from the name Sucker Punch without any cl- context, because we don't watch the trailers when we're, we're doing the recording, and I, you know you typically don't watch the trailers anyway. I do not, and so you right. just go you go in blind. Yes. So it wouldn't I don't I think from the name I don't think it would I mean you'd have been creative as as always, but I don't think it'd have been as authentic as uh, say like you know you know like if we did a Star Trek like the Prairie Dogs. Yeah, with the Prairie something right. that you have kind of a an right. idea of and not right. sure what of Sucker Punch is kind of out there. What is that movie with um, the the kid from Arrested Development, that actor, and he has all these girlfriends and he has Scott to... Scott def- Pilgrim versus the World. When you said Sucker Punch, that's the first movie I thought of. Oh, okay. So in my mind, it's like, it's going to be like that. Funny story, I've never seen that. I have. I've not seen it. We I've seen have... Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I've what? not seen it. And, and no, no reason for me not to. I just haven't done it. It, just never, it hasn't crossed my path. Yet. Yet. So I might do it on the show so I can... Uh, and then I can a, be the Scotty. Yeah, I'll let you. You, you can run the show. Yes, <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. Um, so, uh, but I, since since we've now all seen it, mm-hmm. and it's this kind of movie, <laughs> I, I I have described this movie to other people uh, as it's a movie that is the smartest movie in the room, or it thinks it's the smartest movie in the room. Okay, that's fair. Yep. Because it, there's a lot going to. So uh, we'll start with you, Stephanie. Okay. Now, did you rewatch it, or are you just yeah, going? No, to I okay. totally rewatched we it all, because okay. J- Jamie had never seen it. Okay. So, so um, we've all f- freshly watched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I watched it two days ago. I watched it yesterday. Yeah. So we're good. So we're primed. Um, so yeah, you asked me what I think the movie is about. Right. The, okay. Is it weird that this movie makes complete sense to me? Like I, I, to me, it's so. F- cut and dry what this movie is about or what's going on in the film it's very easy for me to follow that's the way my brain works a little bit it's a little weird it's right fine. so basically this is a movie about um a girl who was um mother died and she, i get the impression that she might have been abused by the stepfather prior to the mother's death but mother died left everything to her and her sister stepfather loses his shit tries to attack her she fights him off. He goes to attack the sister. She tries to stop him and accidentally kills her sister. And he has her taken away to a mental institution. I think at that moment when she shot her sister with all the abuse and the loss of her mother that she actually went insane. 
and that everything you see going on, like up up until the very first moment you see the doctor about to give her a lobotomy, all that is real. And everything in between is her fantasy world, her insane. And the times where she dances and goes into her trance, I think that she's either being highly medicated or having shock treatment. So it's all her psychosis. Yeah, it's, it's all of her psychosis. Because the things that, that went on in her fantasy world actually happened at the institution. I mean, mm-hmm. she did help a person escape. She did set a thing on fire. She did, You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So these things were actually happened. But I think that the moments where you see her do her dance trance is where she's like, I probably having shock therapy or something like that. And the guy, um, the bad Poe. I call him the bad Poe. Oscar Isaacs. Yeah. As uh, Blue. Um, That, and he's abusing the girls. He's sexually abusing the girls Mm -hmm. in the place. And that's where in her mind she's thinking basically this is a brothel or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, he kind of tricked the doctor into signing the papers to have her lobotomized. And... You know, that that is the reality, you know, and that's when you see the reality again is when the doctor there, the high roller, and he gives her the lobotomy and then all that becomes reality again. So the entire movie is her psychosis trying to deal with killing her sister, the abuse and everything that's happened to her. So it just made everything in there made sense to me. Okay, Justina. So I missed the part where she killed her sister. I thought that she ran in the room and she was already on the ground with the blood. She shot her. Well, I knew that she shot at her dad and he moved away from her. That's her stepdad. How did you know that? Because the the clue to that is the will that he was reading. The will, last will and testament, she left, the mother left everything to her two daughters. I also think, so, I, I also think Oscar, Oscar Isaac says that to him. Yeah. When okay. They're, when when yeah. they're checking her in. So I know it's, at the it's beginning, definitely the part that is her stepfather. So at the beginning, I, I will say I watched this by myself, mm-hmm. and it started and it's dark, and like all this, mm-hmm. this stuff is happening, right? And I definitely thought it was like this is going to be a horror film that I'm going to have to watch by myself. <laughs> like I don't do horror films by myself. So right. the whole first part, like I was oh. like on edge watching it because I was like I can't do this, but I have to watch it. Like I have to watch it for the thing. So I had it on. Uh, so my interpretation of the beginning was. She was obviously distraught that her mother died and she was like the protector for her sister. And, you know, she ran from her dad and stepdad. And you, I do agree that I think that he's abused them previously. And I don't know if the mother knew or not. We don't ever really get an idea of that. But now he's just left in charge of these kids. Um, so she runs and goes to lock her door. And then it's like to get back at her. He goes for the other one because he he obviously knows their connection as well. Uh, but I, I guess I missed the part where she killed her. But I know that she was trying to defend her from the dad. Um, <clears throat> so I thought that he had already like did that and then blamed it all on her. Oh, no. She totally shot her sister. So so that, that all being in the beginning, uh, I do agree that it's her her body's way of trying to process what happened. Um, I don't, I didn't really ever think deep into the dancing being like shock therapy. Um, I do know that to like, if I'm doing something that I don't enjoy or that I have to do to get somewhere else, like, um, if I go running, 
I imagine myself doing something else. Like you kind of just, there's you like you save a piece of your brain. Like you don't think about the fact that you're running. You think about something else and then your motion just does the running so that you can actually, I don't know, run even if you don't want to. Um, so like in that sense, it like to me, it was, it felt like she was partitioning herself. Like her, and that was all like a deep inception of everything else going on the first part of the movie threw me off like I was so frustrated because like I have no idea what's going on we're getting like five storylines like it starts with this abuse and then all of a sudden she's in a mental institution and now there's a brothel and I don't understand it was very confusing but I do think that it was her way of coping um and that I I think that you know he blamed her for the death as if she went crazy and I don't think she went crazy I think that was accidental like she was just trying to protect her sister and then everything was like, it was her fault. Like she did that and everybody looked at her like she had gone crazy and being in the same situation, I probably would have done the same where she was like, these are the ways for me to escape. And it was like, she had to act out. She had to get somebody out. She had to start a fire. She had to do all the stuff so that they would lobotomize her. And then she wouldn't have to think about it anymore. And I think that's what it came down to is she couldn't handle the grief of losing her mom and then being the protector for her sister and not being able to protect her. And I think she was coherent. Like, I think she intentionally did that and she partitioned her brain in a sense. Like, she imagined this world where it's like this fantasy adventure to get where she needed to go to save her sister, essentially. Because, like, the person in the fantasy is the older sister that gets out. It's like, you know, Rocket died, but you can get out and be free and I have to sacrifice myself for that. So it's like internally she could be free, but she had to sacrifice her body. Well, do you know think that that's part of the insanity though for her to create such a an extensive fantasy world I don't know I feel like that's interpretation because again I know that it's easy for me to imagine things or pretend like something different is happening or pretend like I'm somewhere different if it's somewhere that I don't want to be but steam, and I don't feel like I'm empowered zombie Nazis <laughs> I this is one of the reasons why I like this movie mm. um there, there's a lot of films that we watch that are pretty cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Tank Girl, why weird? Mm-hmm. It's pretty cut and dry. It's got a, you know, it's got right. a, it's got a linear storyline. This, while has a linear storyline, it's incredibly up to interpretation. It is, and that's why I say it's either it is either the smartest movie in the room, or at least it thinks it is the smartest movie in the room. It, it may not be, uh, and that's for us to decide as we as we we, we discuss this. Here's my interpretation. Throw it down, Scotty. Um, I, th- I think, like again, I don't think anyone's wrong. I think you know. Mm-hmm. What, I think I think you have both great ideas. I I don't think there is an amber, a rocket, a sweet pea. I don't think any of those people exist. Um, I I, th- I think all of those are pieces of her psyche, um, uh, as uh, being um, removed as she's being lobotomized. Because they all die at different points. Except mm-hmm. for Sweet Pea. Who, uh, who, who escapes. Who escapes when she's at peace mm-hmm. going to Fort Wayne. So that's what happened. I, that, that's what I believe. is. Of, I, think, I think the dancing is not shock tra- treatment or sh- shock therapy or, or, or therapy. I think it's uh, sexual abuse. I think it's rape. I think that's the moment where she's being raped by blue or whomever when she's given you know and that's how they're interpreting it through this dance that she has yeah. that we never see and that's the reason why we never see it it's horrific we shouldn't see that and so 
I think she did all those things to try to escape on her own and doesn't doesn't do it successfully. And of course, in the end, she doesn't win, or does she? It's it's a dark ending. It is a dark. I'm, you know, you you follow this hero who who loses everything. I mean, lobotomies are terrible, and she, I mean, you know, in the end, for all this fight to lose, and then in a way, in a, in a way if if Sweet Pea doesn't exist and Sweet Pea is a part of her her psyche. That's the one that's at peace. Maybe she wins a little. I don't know. It's, but um, it's a it's a crazy movie. It's dark. It's so, do dark. you think that if you feel that it is, um, like the moments that she's being raped, do you think that that's something that she had already been doing throughout her life when she may have been abused by her so stepdad? I so I don't think that she's abused by her stepdad. And the reason why I don't think she's a, not abused by her stepdad, I think her mother protects her, and then her mother goes down and dies, and then. Uh, she, you know, clearly Baby Doll resists, and then he has to force himself on to um, his the sister, which she goes and tries to defend, and ultimately ends up killing her. I, you know, I can't remember. I kind of vaguely remember a line where 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 Oscar Isaac says that he, sh- you know, she shot her, her sister, but I'm not sure if that's a hundred percent clear or not. Like, I think that's the story they told. He may have killed her. I'm not sure. No, uh, there's a, I mean, if you go back and watch I'm that moment. I'm going to watch that beginning. She, yeah. uh, if you watch that moment when she goes to fight, or when she goes to shoot her stepfather, she misses him. The bullet hits something else in the room and her sister. Well, it hits, it hits the uh, light, the light fixture, which is above her sister's height. Yeah. <laughs> I I was under the interpretation, and again, but I know that I didn't watch gunshot, it. Though. There was only one. You only. Hear I think one he because yeah. there was thudding. I think he like bashed her into the ground. I thought that, that's she what had, had a bullet happened. Wound. It shows her with. Uh, did it? she? Yeah, it's, it's, I thought it's, so. In the head. So I wonder if it just ricocheted off the light. It could have ricocheted off the yeah. wall or something. The light yeah, and hit her in the head. So let's get into this. I just want to hear our interpretations beforehand. I thought that, I think it's incredibly exciting, and we'll continue with more in the discussion. But I think it's great. Okay. Um, uh, so Sucker Punch came out in 2011 came out in March uh, that's significant because it's the first movie you and I went to see in the theaters together I know we had just become friends a few months earlier yep oh, it's awesome I think we were working on Cuckoo's Nest yeah um, yeah I think you and I went well yeah were we working on Cuckoo's Nest or was Cuckoo's Nest already done by then no because it's a spring show so we were working on we, uh, okay yeah, we were rehearsing yeah, Cuckoo's Nest Cuckoo's Nest yeah Ironic that we're watching, doing a movie. I mean, a, a play about a mental institution. So, movie uh, movies written and directed by Zack Snyder. It's also written by uh, Steve uh, Shibuya. Uh, Shibuya, that's um, a cool name. Stars Emily Browning as uh, Baby Doll. Abby Cornish as Sweet Pea. Jenna Malone as Rocket. Vanessa Hudgens as Blondie. Vanessa Hudgens from the um, Disney's High School Musical. This was her first thing from High School Musical. Oh, I never saw High School well, Musical. She, but you know, she was very. Um, f- Big with the tweens, and she wanted to do something completely. Was original. that Amber? Uh, it's, uh, Blondie. Blondie, yeah. the one that I didn't know ratted. Her. Okay, yeah, I the, knew the, the girl who, who played blonde. Rocket was Isn't in the girl that was Rocket was in the um, um, is it Twilight? Hunger Games. Hunger Games. I could not remember Hunger Hunger she w- what she was in, yeah. but I recognized her. She was in the Hunger Games oh, movies. It bothered me the whole time. Uh, Jamie Chung as Amber, Oscar Isaacs as Blue, John Hamm as the High Roller, Scott Glenn as the Wise Man. And uh, Carla uh, Gugino as uh, Dr. Vera Gorski. Um, it's a big cast. It was a really good it's cast. It's a really big cast. And everybody just on top notch and everything, so it's, it's good stuff. Uh, are you ready for the sermon? Preach it. Good luck. <laughs> I cheated. 
I went to Wikipedia. There you go. I, was, I thought about I've that. I've never done that before. <laughs> no, no. Honestly, because I wanted to see what Wiki thought compared to what we thought. I mean, I could have typed something up, but my thought, my when I type something, when I write this stuff, it's kind of my interpretation of it. Yeah. I, I wanted to do that in this version. So, in the 1960s, which I did not know. No, it <laughs> totally looked like the 40s to me. I, I thought because of all the Nazi stuff, I thought it was for sure it was the 40s. Zack Snyder, though, has this way to make things look timeless. I didn't think it looked like modern, but I wouldn't put it in the 60s. I no, mean, I totally I, would have been 40s so. or 30s or some shit. A young woman. Oh, that was World War One, by the way. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nineteen. Oh, sorry. In the 1960s, a young woman nicknamed Baby Doll is institutionalized by her abusive widow's stepfather uh, at, uh, at the fictional Linux, uh, Linux house for the mentally insane in Brattleboro, Vermont. Didn't know that either. <laughs> this movie happens in Vermont. Hmm. After he accuses her of her young sister's death, he bribes an all- asylum or orderly, Blue Jones to forge the signature of the asylum psychiatrist, Vera Gorski, to have baby doll lobotomized so she cannot inform authorities of the true circumstances of her sister's death. Oh, well, wait a minute now. Right? <laughs> okay. Uh, during her admission to the institution, baby doll takes notes of four items that she needs to ad- uh, attempt to escape. Do you want me to tell you what those are? Please. Like you pause. No, sure. Do it in order. Map. Fire. Knife. Key. Mystery item. Oh, there you go. She did watch the movie. (laughs) I did. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Baby doll slips into a fantasy world in which she's a newly uh, she's newly arrived in a brothel owned by Blue, whom she envisions as a monster mobster, where she and the other patients are sex slaves. In this realm, she befriends four other patients slash dancers: Amber, Blondie, Rocket, and Rocket's sister, and star of the show, Sweet Pea. Dr. Gorski is envisioned as the girl's dance instructor. Blue informs Baby Doll that her virginity will be sold to a client known as the High Roller, who is actually the doctor scheduled to perform her lobotomy. Oh, I wonder if that's another clue as to the fact that he did not rape her because she's a virgin. Because they bring that up repeatedly throughout right. the movie. Well, maybe maybe Blue, as in the orderly, was actually going to sell her virginity to another orderly or something, or another somebody coming yeah. in. Yeah, could have been something like that. Because possibly, you know, Gorski high dollar. Mm. Gorski encourages Baby Doll to perform an erotic dance, during which Baby Doll further fantasizes she's in feudal Japan, meeting the wise man. After she expresses her desire to escape, the wise man presents Baby Doll with weapons, uh, which were uh, previously mentioned. It was a samurai sword and a gun. Yeah, samurai, uh, yeah, katana. Just and, kidding. And I, the gun looks sweet. Yeah, it does. <laughs> she had two. She had one yeah, on each side. Yeah, she, they, and, there was a picture of her one on each side, but he only gave her one, so I don't know what happened there. Magic. <laughs> Magic. Uh, the the wise man presents Baby Doll with weapons and tells her she needs to collect five of items, which are. I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Map, fire, knife, key, mystery item. And a fifth unrevealed item that will require a deep sacrifice, but will bring a perfect victory. She then fights three yeah. samurai giants. As her fantasy, fantasy ends, she finds herself back in the brothel. Her dance has impressed Blue and the other onlookers. So I think it's fascinating and also interesting. Like, I know the whole time I was like, just show it. But they never show the dance. Ever. Because the dance is the fight. I think in real life that her dance is much like Elaine's on Seinfeld. (laughs) 
I don't I don't know what that but is. But she can't dance at all. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I think I think we made that joke when we was in the theater. When we saw yeah. the theater. Like, I just see her doing it. Great. It's just the worst, the worst dancing <laughs> ever. That's a weird um, <laughs> So I, I remember first watching this, and Zack Snyder has a style to his film. All his films have this kind of gritty gritty art style like it's like when you the same thing you see when you see a tim burton film you know you're going to see a Zack snyder films that kind of kind of mm-hmm. look to it and so you know we're watching the beginning of this and it's it's interesting it's really great and then it gets into the first fantasy and then i'm just like oh my god i'm gonna love this and it's just yeah these three giant rock samurais and she's mm-hmm. just beating the crap out of them and just it's just i will and also the, the music oh, is freaking so phenomenal good. through the whole movie uh, a lot of it that um Emily Browning sang, which oh, is, who is that? Baby Doll. I didn't know she could sing. I yeah, she she did Sweet Dreams and um, uh, White Rabbit and uh, another one of the song. I think the ending song. I think I'll actually I'll think all, all the girls I'd sing. I also ending. like to point out that I think she's immortal because she is in American Gods and <laughs> looks just the same. <laughs> oh, she except might be. a different color. Yeah. Yeah. She might be. She yeah. doesn't yeah. look she's like she's dead, dead wife in that. Yeah. yeah, she's dead wife, but still, I uh, think and she's tiny. She is tiny. All right, continuing on. Um, Baby Doll convinces the four girls to join her in preparing an escape. She plans to use her dance as a distraction while the other girls obtain the necessary tools. During her dance, she imagines fantastic adventures that mirror the escape efforts. These adventures include infiltrating a bunker protected by steampunk-inspired World War I German soldiers to game a map mirrored by Sweepy copying a map of the brothel slash institution from Blue's office. Storming an orc-infested castle to retrieve two fire-producing crystals from the inside of a baby dragon, mirrored by Amber, stealing a lighter from the mayor's pocket, and boarding a train and fighting a robotic guard to disarm a bomb, mirrored by Sweet Pea stealing a kitchen knife from the cook's belt. That one was intense. During the last fantasy, Rocket sacrifices herself to save Sweet Pea and is killed when the bomb detonates, which paralleled by the cook fatally stabbing Rocket when she's trying to protect her sister. So, by the way, I just want to say that my husband got up to go to the bathroom right before Rocket um, got killed. And when he came back, he said, what happened? And I said, well, Rocket, Amber and Blondie are all dead now. (laughs) It's like, that's it. That's how fast that happens. Well, he should have paused the movie for the man. (laughs) He knew what he was getting into. That's it. Um. Blue overhears Blondie relaying uh, Baby Doll's plan to Gorski, confirming his suspicions that something is amiss. He has Sweet Pea locked in a utility cro- closet and confronts the other girls backstage. He shoots Amber and Blondie and attempts to rape Baby Doll, but she stabs him with a kitchen knife and steals his master key. Baby Doll frees Sweet Pea and starts a fire to keep the orderlies occupied while they seek an exit. They escape into the courtyard where a throng of men block their way. Throng is not a word that's used often. Thank Throng. You. <laughs> Thank you, Wikipedia. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm trying to figure out why. Uh, throng of men. Um, the scheme of the court where the throng of men block their way. Baby Doll deduces that the film, the fifth item she needs is actually her own sacrifice. She concludes that this is actually Sweet Pea's story. Despite Sweet Pea's protest, she insists on revealing herself to the visitors, thus distracting them long enough to allow her friend to slip away unnoticed. Back in the asylum, the surgeon has just performed Baby Doll's lobotomy. Gorski notes that the, during the, her short stay, the girl stabbed an early started a fire and helped another girl escape the asylum. 
The surgery is baffled. Uh, the surgeon is baffled by baby doll's expression and asks Gorski why she authorized the procedure and many identical ones before. Gorski realizes that Blue has been forging her signature and summons the police, who apprehends Blue as he attempts to sexually assault and a lobotomized baby doll. He has a stab wound and it's great. Uh, Not orderly at the end there. Uh, while being led away, Blue also <laughs> incriminates the stepfather. Baby doll is shown smiling serenely, having apparently found freedom with her within her own inner paradise. At the bus station, Sweet Pea, uh, having stolen a dress to better blend in, is stopped by police as she tries to get on the bus to Fort Wayne. But the bus driver, the wise man, rescues her uh, by misleading the police and letting her aboard. She thanks him and says, he says that there's a long way to go as the bus leaves. During the ending credits, Gorski and Blue perform Love is the Drug in the glitzy musical sequence that includes all five female leads in the end. Okay. It's a little bizarre. I'm not going to act like I wasn't frustrated for like the first half of it because I could not figure out what was happening. And then I genuinely thought that like the the mental institution was just like a a setup for a brothel and that was the real story and that the fighting was just her dealing with having to be the sex item for men after the past that she's endured and then it, that final scene I think really sets everything off to where you can have so many different interpretations like up until then it's it's kind of this fun I hate to say the word fun, but it's a fun movie where like there's action, adventure, they're trying to do this stuff, they're trying to break free of these chains holding them and all this stuff. And then at the ev- at the very end it like wraps it back up. You have it very serious at the beginning and at the end to the point where you're like, "Oh, that was all in her head. All of it. All of it was in her head." But I mean, it even it stops like right when we first meet the girls where Sweet Pea objects to the lobotomy in this pretend dance because she's like it's not sexy and then it stops so like you really do feel like you hit the point where you're like well this is where she really is i like how she sums up the movie she's like okay i get the schoolgirl outfit i get the helpless little middle middle patient but i don't get the lobotomy part and it's like yeah we're not all gonna get that yeah (laughs) Yeah, there's 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 points that are like yeah we get the schoolgirl we get the the insane asylum and then it's like "Eh, ending and we're not gonna get that well, I'm wondering if, because like she was, co- I don't think she went in there insane. So she probably, because the dude was like right behind them filling out the paperwork. So she probably did hear the conversation with like handle it. And he was like, she won't even remember her name when I'm done with her and all this stuff. Was she fighting the lobotomy the whole time? And then realized at the end that that is her sweet release is just to have it done. And then she I, won't remember. I don't know, but I, I do know that. My mother used to work in a mental institution in the 60s, a state-run mental institution. And they're horrible places. Mm -hmm. And especially in the 60s, it was nothing just to give patients all kinds of psychotropic drugs and... um, and give them shock therapy just to calm them down and stuff like that. So I think being put in situations like that and, I mean, there's no doubt the orderlies were sexually abusing these girls. You know, I honestly believe that she she did go insane. Oh, she probably did go insane yeah. for sure, but I don't think she arrived insane. Oh no. I I I was going to do fun facts about lobotomies, and so I started looking them up, and then I got bummed. fun facts about lobotomies, <laughs> and then I got because you know I like to throw fun facts in every show, yeah. every show that's got something interesting, and I thought, well, you know that would be interesting to learn about lobotomies, and so I started learning about lobotomies, and I got so bummed out. How about that famous people that were lobotomized? Uh, the f- most famous. I would say would be Rose Kennedy. Yeah, she was pretty famous. That's uh, JFK's sister. That uh, 
and she there wasn't really anything wrong with her. She probably had borderline personality disorder, and her father had her lobotomized and basically rendered her an infant after that. Just or why? Or if you want to, that was that was the how it was done. Oh my god! She probably was just on the spectrum. She probably is just autistic or something. No, which no, no. She was no. She wasn't. She just was. She was. She, she just acted out. Yeah. It was <laughs> women didn't act out back. Then. Uh, we would have been lobotomized a long time ago, ladies. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Fun facts about lobotomies that I can remember. The, I can't remember the guys who invented it in Portugal, but they, they did get a Nobel Prize for it. Yeah. So, And it was wi- widely used for like 20 years. I mean, if you think about the fact that you're taking one thing and putting it strategically in a spot, and then that person's still there but not there, I mean, that's kind of a powerful thing to do. It killed 5% of its patients every time because, you know, you are piercing the brain, so it would kill up to 5% oh, you know, of the position. Um, a lot of times the person, well, like 90% of the time, the person after the robot would be rendered helpless and then have to be retrained to be a person again. And then they would be not, they would be different, but not right, not quite right, but better. And a lot, a lot of times hospitals use it. If you had an unruly patient, they just lobotomize you and you would be a, a ruly patient. <laughs> you just come, you were easy to manage, and that's all I cared about because they couldn't, if they couldn't control you, they they wanted to manage you, and that's that was the quick way to that's do it. That's super depressing. I mean, <laughs> that's why I didn't conclude them all. I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, luckily, it's no longer being performed. So, and so now it's been kind of used as a term for being you know, barbaric. It is. So, it is terrible. So, so uh, before we get to the libations, um, I, I like. Um, I'm so ready for libations, though. I'm so ready. Can you you can start preparing. No, no, no. Well, no, just say, can we talk about some of the wise men quotes? That, sure. Like, every time they would go into this crazy fantasy sequence, he'd have this little catchphrase or quote that he would do, and how cute that was. You got a favorite? Um, well, of course, my favorite is, like, don't um, write a check with your mouth. Your your ass can't catch. Yeah, that one's cute. The wise man was great. He um, was probably one of my favorite people Scott in that Glenn's whole movie. Scott Glenn's a great actor. I've got some <laughs> other ones. Um, for those who fight for it, life will have a flavor the sheltered will never know. That's a good one. Um, hold on. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Yeah. That, that one. one. So, I mean, there's a lot of them, but oh, I, I enjoyed that part of it. So, what was your favorite fantasy? My f- favorite would was the um, World War One um, zombie Nazis. They're not Nazis. <laughs> well, they were German. Yeah, but they were World War One. So well, I know, but I call Nazis. them zombie Nazis. They were Nazis. <laughs> They're close enough, man. Krauts, man. They were. They were <laughs> zombie Krauts. <laughs> it, it reminded me of um, what was that movie? Now, why can't I? Hellboy, and didn't they have like one of the one of the Germans who had? Um, yeah, he was clockwork. Yeah. Yeah, clockwork, a clockwork Nazi. Yeah. And I, I thought that was that's very very much what it reminded me. The of. The action so. sequence in that was awesome, though. It was really good. I love that, and I love the big robot thing that you know was Amber. The Amber. Flying. Amber was flying. And and the bunny face. Yeah, <laughs> that was really cool. So everything had that kind of crazy Japanese feel to it but yeah that was definitely my favorite fantasy you you have one the very the very first one oh the one first yeah because i like that she goes in it lost and confused and unsure of what's happening and then like leaves it confident and determined and she gets beat up a little bit in the beginning and it takes her a little bit to 
discover. Like, I like that she didn't just automatically was like, oh, cool, I have a sword. Let me go kick this dude's ass real quick. It's fine. It's not weird. Like, she was startled and thrown around and had to realize that she had to fight or she would be defeated. I like the first one. I do, too. That was my fave. uh, I... I I like the fight sequence in the the German one. I think my favorite though is the one with the dragon. Is it because it had a dragon? No, that pissed me off. They <laughs> killed that mama's baby. <laughs> and if I had been that mama dragon, <laughs> I would have killed them all. I was pissed off about them hurting that baby dragon. Gotta get to fire. That, w- that wasn't her favorite. I did not like that one. I was like very orcs, angry about it. I like that one. I like watching Scott Glenn throw that propane bomb to blow it up the orcs. I, I took that. I love it. Um, I like the last one too. The train. I mean, they're all good. The train. So, um, spoiler a little. I'm gonna jump a little ahead while she's doing it. Um, uh, I will war- go ahead and say this movie did not do well in the box office. Oh, that's interesting. It when did, when did it come out? 2011. 2011 it came out in spring 2011. Couple of reasons why Warner Brothers who who got it didn't understand how to market it. Yeah, it's, it's a, a difficult it's film to right, market. Right. So, so that being said. Would it be in more? Uh, do you think it would be a better story if they just f- made a movie about these fantasies and and like these characters in these this fantasy world instead of trying to do this existential mental institution story? It's almost like live action anime. That's what I, I really really think I thought it was like. I don't think so, but at the same time, like I wasn't nearly as interested in the fight scenes. I paid way less attention to those than I did anything else. Cool. Like to me, it was just. Like I was, I'm about the story though. Mm-hmm. Like it was, the fight scenes were beautiful. Like they were awesomely done. But the whole time I was like, okay, she's fighting because she's dancing. They're gonna either get their goal or not get their goal. And it was interesting to see how it tied together. Like for example, um, when Rocket died, the way that she died with like sat like throwing her sister in a jetpack in the sky, and she stayed on the train, and she threw herself in front of the knife. Like it was interesting to see how they paralleled her real life brothel. Because it's obviously not real life either. Right, but, right, right. Um, so that was interesting, but uh, for the most part, I I feel like having that story gave those scenes purpose. They had a, a reason to continue. They weren't just like random fight scenes, like the Powerpuff Girls. Hundred percent agree. I um, I, I like the story's a little. I, the story's getting clear, but I think that's I think that's the the joy in it. So I didn't watch the trailer, but. Now I'm curious. Does the trailer focus on the mental is- institution aspect of it or the fighting aspect of it? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, they, it's mostly about the effects and fighting because I think that's what Warner Brothers was trying to sell up. Like, hey, this is this is an action film, and don't, don't get too th- you know don't get think about it too much. And then uh, they end up thinking about it too much. Yeah, I I don't like it when people do that. I the like production companies and stuff. I don't like it when they market a film a certain way, but it's a different way because you're just assuming everybody wants to see it the way you market it. But some people might've been more interested if they knew what it was really. Right. People like different things. I I don't like it when people, when companies do that, uh, I wish they would just tell it for what it is. Mm-hmm. There's, there's that. I mean, there, that is true. She's, she's just rocking on these libations. Yeah, Look is. at her. I'm so fascinated. I am like, I know our audience is too. I'm just like, y'all seeing this? 
Make it yourself. All right. Libations are Join ready. us. All right. So it's time for libations. All right. Passing them around. All right. She said pass it around. Pass it and around. Then Damn she, it. I'm just, just. She went to like hand me one. I get two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mm, so our libation today is called Sucker Punch. Yes. It is two ounces of vodka, one ounce of um, sour apple pucker, a splash of cranberry, and top with 7-Up. Oh, nice. Mm. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. That is good. Oh, that is delightful. There you go. Uh, As always, the recipe Mm. will be on the uh, show notes and probably on the screen if I get in time. There you go. Uh, I have some apocrypha for you. Yeah. All right. So there's two versions of this movie. Really? Yeah. There's a director's cut because the studio cut a bunch to because um, the studio wanted a PG-13 rating and it kept getting an R rating and so they had kept doing. Why would you even I want feel like that to be if you PG-13? Keep I just realized that I was doing. It. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. No, you go. I don't know. I was just wondering why you would want that to be PG-13. Because they want. Um, because I think Warner Brothers didn't know what they had. And so they they looked at it on its surface. Oh, cute girls in short skirts with guns will... will uh, young boys? A, will pro- pro- young boys will dig that. And so they'll just flock yeah. to the theaters to watch young girls in skirts. Or young lesbians. And fine. There's that too. <laughs> I feel like Rocket was a lesbian, for sure. Possibly. And, and Blondie. Together, Ooh. I'm thinking Blondie and Rocket were lesbians. They're all lesbians. This whole movie, Blue's a lesbian. <laughs> I'm sure he is. <laughs> I feel like at, you have to stop for a second if you're constantly pushing like, well, no, we're gonna get that PG-13 rating, and then it keeps coming up R. I feel like you have to like take a step back and go, you know, this might be an R movie. Let's embrace the R. Like if we can't make it PG-13, sorry. Let's let's see if we do it. I know, God, I, I, know, I didn't even know we did but it. We're catching it. That, <laughs> And that's what matters. We're growing. We're growing, we growing, audience. Whoever gave that note. Number one. Number two. No, thank you. I said thank you. What's wrong with criticism? We do appreciate it. But no, now it's do. like we're... I've noticed that while he was talking and doing the thing, like I kept going to say something. I was like, wait for him to breathe. Wait for him to breathe. <laughs> oh, well. It's okay. So there was originally a scene between the high roller and baby doll where he seduces and makes love to her. The MPAA demanded it be cut down, and the scene ended a little like he was taking advantage of her. Zack Snyder felt it sent the wrong message and ultimately cut the scene out entirely, but it's later It's later in the director's cut. There's like 18 minutes. So can we, can, is there a way we could watch the director's cut? Yeah, you can buy it on Amazon, like 12 bucks. I want to see that so much. I, I actually I may know. have it on the, I have, a, I have a, a physical copy. It's in storage, but I think I, I think it has the director's cut on the blue. If you do, we should all get together. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, Director cut release. uh, Zack Snyder and Emily Browning uh, have been vocal about their displeasure about the situation. They wanted the director's cut, and the studio said no. And so, uh, so other people to be cast as Baby Doll. Uh, Oh, interesting. Amanda Seyfried, uh, Olivia Thurby. uh, (laughs) Amanda Seyfried is the oh my gosh, Seyfried, 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 Amanda. Oh, I know her. Hang on, don't touch. Mama Mia. Yep. Oh my gosh, guys! <laughs> you did so good. <laughs> uh, uh, Maya w- Wiskowska. 
um, who I don't remember. I have no idea who that is. is. Were, uh, were all chosen before Emily Running was was uh, cast. Evan Rachel Wood was b- the first choice as Rocket. Really? Yes. All right. Who? Um, she's the main person on she, Westworld. Yeah, she's awesome. I like her. Yeah, she's very sexy. <laughs> very pretty. So Angel- if the other two were chosen before Emily, why was Emily the one that got it? Uh. They either dropped out or contract issues. Timing, I mean, timing, whatever. Uh, Evan, uh, Evan Rachel couldn't do it because of scheduling conflicts, and then Jenna Malone replaced her. I think she did great, and she really like embodied the whole baby. Yeah, baby look. doll. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna cosplay her. So I, I was thinking about. I I, li- I really like this movie. I'm, I'm spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> And because uh, you know we usually say that for the end, so spoiler, I really like this movie. And so I'm, I was thinking about things to put in the the office because we're we're decorating the other side of the office to kind of uh-huh. like to have prop culture things. And so I really wanted me kind of a uh, baby doll figure or a, um, a statue or something so I could I could uh, put on the shelf so we could have it just as, right. as part of our pop culture collection. They exist. Oh, that's awesome. And they are expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god! <laughs> oh, I, I was like, I don't, I can't. Mm-mm. There was a be- there's a beautiful statue that's like six hundred bucks. Jesus Christ! Scott, I don't think Jesus Christo! And then there's the action figure that's like three hundred bucks. A three hundred dollar action figure? Yeah, or doll. Either or, it's gorgeous. Hot, Still, hot, hot toys make it. I'm not buying it, but I'm just like. But if anyone like to donate one, I would gladly. <laughs> I love it. Donate one. I'm going on Amazon right now. Uh, eBay, eBay is your best bet. Uh, Angelina Jolie was considered as the role of Dr. Vera Gorsky. Oh, I could see that. I could see that, but I like who they they cast in. Yeah. I thought she did a great job. Yeah, she was a she's a Zack Snyder favorite. She was in Watchmen. She's in Spy Kids too. Yep. She's a mom. So, uh, bar trivia. Emily Browning sang three of the three of the songs featured in the film. She sang "Sweet Dreams Are Made of This" at the beginning of the movie "Asleep," uh, which plays with Baby Doll crying in the bathroom. And she's featured on the track "Where's My Mind." What else has she been in? She's a immortal. She's in Greek Gods or something. Yeah, Is that she's what you in said? American Gods. Yeah, American Gods. Wasn't she in? She was um, in True Blood too. I thought. No. No. One of somebody was in True Blood. It was Evan Rachel Wood. Was no. In True Blood. I, I just finished watching that whole series again. Somebody, I just saw somebody. Somebody on the list was on True Blood. I was looking through their stuff. And I can't remember. I don't know, but I know that she was. Uh, we're talking about Emily Browning. She was on um, Pompeii, I think, in that movie Pompeii. Yeah, she was in Pompeii. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't think I've seen her in anything else because I haven't seen any of that stuff. I should watch something. Pompeii's got Jon Snow in it. Okay. From Game of Thrones, whatever his real name is. That Isn't that sad? I don't know his real name. He's just—he's always going to be Jon Snow. Yeah, there's, there's those actors that get that one role, and they're like, "Yeah, you, you know nothing, Jon Snow." <laughs> you're you're Jon Snow now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, like Morpheus. So yeah, Morpheus. Morpheus. <laughs> Two other things. One, I, I, you can read more about this on the IMDb page. I'm not going to get in, in too far into because I got real excited about it, and then I started doing research. And I couldn't find anything. But according to someone on on had posted on the trivia. That there's parts of this movie that sync up with the 1973 Pink Floyd album "Dark Side of the Moon." Really? Maybe I don't know. So I like so there's there's the legend that uh, Wizard of Oz links up, and it kind of does, but it, it's it's more coincidence than anything. 
to, to be honest. So you know. Do you so know about, if you play, you know the, about that? so if you play the album and watch the movie without without the volume on the movie and just play the album, is that what you're talking right. about? I, I've heard about it being with some movie, but I didn't know which one it so was. So the the famous one is Pink Floyd, uh, uh, Dark Side of the Moon, and Wizard of Oz. So at the at the there's a certain point in when the movie starts and the album starts, they seem to go together. Interesting. They don't like I've watched. I, ha- I actually think I have a bootleg copy of of, of it with a different with a different soundtrack on it, and it's like. I can see what they're saying, but it's coincidence. It's yeah, not, it's I don't not. think Pink Floyd was like, let's watch Wizard of Oz and make an album to it. Just, I don't think there's enough drugs in the world to do that. Well, I feel like it probably has more to do with the fact that you have a basic setup for how a film goes. Right. Like you have a an issue where like there's a call to action and like all of these mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And their, their album is probably set up like you have the beginning songs. I honestly haven't listened to the whole album all the way through. But it's like you have beginning songs, then you have like action, and then you have like a conclusion. So it probably just follows a natural flow of a typical movie, and you could probably sync it up to a lot of movies if you just found them that were timed the same. Right. But speaking of Pink Floyd, I don't know if either one of you have ever seen The Wall, but The Wall reminds me very much of this movie as far as the lead character is insane and he has these fantasies goes right. off into the like these weird bizarre fantasy world could be some it's kind of interesting um but so um but i went doing some research on it and i couldn't find anything i was hoping to find at least a clip of someone tying it in i couldn't find that so um if you know more about it you want to go show me show me a, i'd like to know more we'll do it in the um, sh- um knowledge is power yeah uh lastly uh zach Stein had a quote Quoted okay. about this movie before it was out. Quote, quote. Said a while ago, I had a s- written a script for myself, and there was a sequence in it that made me think, how can I make a film that can have an action sequence in in it that aren't limited by the physical realities that normal people are limited by, but still have the story make sense so it's not? And I don't mean like in a bullshit thing like Ultraviolet or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Shots out fired to Ultraviolet. Um, so, so I thought that was interesting. It is interesting. That's a good way to do it. Yep. Uh, Scream, Mary Kill? Sure. Baby Doll Rocket Blue. Huh. I'll go first. Say it. <laughs> well, why, why couldn't you put High Roller in there he instead had, of Rocket? Because High Roller has like, he's in the movie for like four seconds. That's fair because I don't remember what he looks like. It's John Hamm. It just looks he's like gorgeous. Okay, you guys say I mean, John Hamm. But like, if you, if you want to, if, if you who's want, John Hamm? If you want to marry or screw John Hamm, you can add him if you'd like. Okay. I'm not. I'm not this was my. He suggestion. can be your mistress. You, you may have another one. I just. <laughs> I, I went with people who had better screen time. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, Blue's gone. <laughs> F that bitch. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, and then so if it came down to Baby Doll and Rocket. I would probably marry Baby Doll. Well, I don't know. Oh, that's hard. <laughs> I would probably marry Baby Doll and screw Rocket. She seems like she'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> Take you to bed. All right. Mm. I would. Rocket's a, a, a definitely a name. <laughs> Yeah, I'm talking about like the rocket from Guardians of the Galaxy, the rocket from this film. It doesn't matter at this point. I mean, some other rockets are probably just as good. I don't know. I will kill Baby Doll because she's lobotomized and crazy anyway, and I don't need that in my life. Um, I would definitely screw Blue because he's pretty sexy, and he's like 
you know, I can think of him as Poe. He's the bad Poe. And I would marry the high roller because John (laughs) Hamm is drop dead gorgeous. And he's a doctor. (laughs) So he's got money. Uh, And he's a high roller, so he's got money. So there you go. I would kill Blue because he's a bad, bad man. Same. I would... I'd screw baby doll because she's hot. She is hot. She's hot. I'm married to her. Yeah, I just don't think so. And then, and then I think I think um, Rocket has a better head on her shoulders since the other one's lobotomized, so I'll marry her. See, I t- I'm sorry, sorry. good. <laughs> you say what you're gonna say. And I'm gonna I was just gonna up. say, out of all the girls, I think the most, uh, the best looking one, the the one that I was most attracted to was Blondie. Blondie was very attractive. She she did it for me. I I liked Blue more in her action sequences. Like her fantasy world? Yes. Because her like taking charge and like fighting bad guys was much more attractive to me than You talking about Rocket? Blue. Blue? No, no, the guy. That's not the Baby doll. Baby doll. You see you totally Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. The the bees. Um but baby doll was much more attractive in those because it was the same as like me saying the first one was my favorite by the end of it like she had that confidence yeah and she did in the brothel reality but at the same time like every time she went into that sequence it it was like when she opened her eyes and came to when she was dancing it was like a whole different person like it was it, it was a like psychologically it was almost like a realm where she was in charge where she could defeat the bad guys and she did it confidently and killed it. Like, that was attractive to me. But the blue yeah. baby, the baby doll in the brothel one was, I think, too timid to be attractive. Because it was, for me, it yeah. was too timid. Well, phys- physically, she's not my type. I right. like my women kind of like my men. I like them to be a little bit stronger looking she's way too petite and um frail looking to me for me soft and delicate mm-hmm. yeah i don't like the small and delicate girls so i want i want somebody who can throw <laughs> me around a little bit you know you can be small and delicate and throw people well, around. you know what i mean she was small and delicate and threw people around mm-hmm. with them. i'm okay with that yeah ah. but in real life she really couldn't <laughs> that's why this is a fantasy. maybe this is a fantasy. Maybe. this is a fantasy game i'm not talking about emily browning i'm talking about baby doll oh yeah <laughs> that, there is that i do love her i think she's great and that she's probably one of the best things about american gods because that was that's a messed up show first season's really great second season's terrible yeah yeah i'm gonna cosplay Change. her for sure oh yeah it's, that's what i thought the, the i would like to cosplay one i'll i'll cosplay blondie okay but i want to do her like when she's first coming in because She's very attractive. In the gray, gray yes, baby doll because outfit. it's a one-piece outfit. I have had three kids. This isn't going to get seen. Like, after she was, like, in her, like, badass outfit, and she's wearing, like, the little skirt. It's not because I'm not an attractive person, Scotty, and I appreciate you. But there's a lot of stretch marks. I so, appreciate you. <laughs> uh, so, like, that, that's you just not something I show You could get a spray tan and cover off. up the stretch marks. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I could do, like, a high-waisted skirt, and I'd be okay with that. Because I've worn that before. Yeah. It's, like, a crop top. And you a could high- do that. I could do that. I would I would kill that. So, f- interesting side note: the mop doll, the original mop doll, yeah, has a baby doll outfit. Oh, she does. She does. She has the little doll. like sailor dress yeah. thing. Yeah, she does. See that with the tie, pigtails, headband. See, thing. I just don't. I know. I don't relate to her. Y'all see? That's it? why I'm gonna be. I'm gonna you be. See it, don't you? I'm gonna be blondie. I'm gonna have to get me a dark wig though. Lots of makeup to make my so face look really fresh. I, I just want to say one more thing real quick. Sure. Yeah. 
Out of all the women, why was there no redhead? I was a little pissed off about that. Talk to Zack Snyder. I don't know. There were no redheads. They could be. They were all wearing wigs from time to time. <laughs> you don't know there wasn't ever a redhead. <laughs> uh, interesting enough, um, Rocket, you know why she has a pixie cut? I imagine she was... Because she, she's a lesbian. No, I thought it had something to do with her <laughs> is being that, in... Is that, is that, is that, when was is that a thing? Hunger Games? I thought yes. it was like either going into or coming off Hunger Games. No, no. no uh, Hunger Games was after Sacrifice. Yeah. Um, uh, she had dyed her hair blonde and it killed her hair, so she had to cut it. Huh. She dyed her hair blonde for this movie. She was going to be very blonde. She was going to be very blonde. And Aww. then it killed her hair. And so uh, they gave her a picture cut. She should have gone and had that. I feel like she had enough money to have somebody do that for her. Well, I feel correctly. like if your hair's killed, it's killed. Yeah, so. No, I meant like she should have gone to a salon or something. I've had it done professionally. She well, probably did. She probably really? did. Yeah. So, when I went blonde, it didn't kill my hair. Yeah, but... Different hair. Different yeah, things happen. Things happen. I mean, maybe she was like super dehydrated or her hair poly- molecules. Yeah. Molecules? Something about it. They could have, like, maybe she had dyed it a lot for other movies, and the blonde just was like, fun fact. Um, Charmed, when Alyssa Milano went really, really short haired, mm-hmm. same thing. After all the over processing that she had done throughout the series, her hair was like completely screwed, and they had to cut it all off, and she had to start over. So that's why she went really short hair. Short hair killed a TV show. Uh, radio killed the no, no short, video killed short the radio. Killed TV show. Uh, Felicity was on uh, the WB. Oh yeah, she had those curls. And she had I can't think of the actress's name. Um, that's um, what's her? F- uh, geez. She was just in the Rise of Skywalker too. I can't. Think I know what is her? F- um. Uh, but uh, she anyway. Uh, she had that naturally good, like kinky curly hair. She had hair. beautiful hair, and then they she cut it uh, real short, and like people stopped watching the show and protested her short hair and killed that show. No. I don't know the show I or the person. That. I know her yeah, name, so, but yeah, I can't so. think of it. But yeah, I know you're talking about. So there's, there's that. So as a side note, but connected, I have gotten to a place where my hair has gotten just from like dyeing it so much that I've on the the fence. Like I want to grow it out, but I feel like it's probably it, I probably need uh, to cut it, but I don't want to. Well, give it a break from dyeing it for a while. That's why it's like blue right here, and because the blue didn't stick right. Like it was like just blue in this. Yeah. Section. So I am. Also, I'm telling you, don't wash your hair every day. Get you some dry shampoo and embrace it, ma'am. It doesn't. I, I'm telling you, it doesn't. Washing your hair every day will ruin your hair. Amen. My skin's too my greasy. My Like, my skin is too greasy. Like, if I didn't wash it, this would get greasy and this would be it's dry. Okay. Great. <laughs> hair oil is not natural. No, I don't think you understand. I'm telling you, dry I shampoo. Will, the they, next, they make next Sunday, wonderful dry shampoos. I won't wash my hair on Saturday, and I'll come in on Sunday and show you. Okay. And it will be so bad. No, and then I'm going to bring dry shampoo, you bring and we're going to try it. We need a That's whole can. That's uh, We're going to okay. try it. Okay. Experiment. Be great for the video. We are not before. recording that. <laughs> Y'all don't get to are, see me. <laughs> we're totally recording that. It's so greasy. Oh my all right. Gosh. So what do you think the budget of this movie was? Oh, it had to have been pretty high with all the special effects. Um, a lot of it was CGI, mind you, but even that cost. So 2011. I'm gonna say 38 million. 15 million. 82 million. Jesus. Oh, ball sack. Okay. And how much did it make? All right. Opening weekend. What do you think it made? 15. 15. I think that's generous. I'm gonna say 18. Oh, close. 19. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well. So how did it finish on its weekend? On the the whole weekend. The weekend. Fourth. <laughs> Fourth. Is it one through ten? Yeah, it's one. Always one through ten. Oh, oh, that's right. The weekend. 
Well, I didn't do well. So I'm I'm going to say seventh. First. Wow. I couldn't remember what came out that weekend. It, it opened its, it, it won its weekend. It was really good. Um, but it was the only weekend it won. It totaled, it totaled domestically $36 million. Oh, bless World, it. Worldwide, it didn't make $89 million. Opening weekend that weekend was Sucker Punch was number one. Diary of, Wim- of a Wimpy Kid was number two. Limitless was number three. The Lincoln Lawyer, number four. And Rango was number five. I've never seen any of those movies. Over th- a lot of those were Sucker kid-like Punch. movies. Rango's a kid movie, right? Yeah, Rango, Rango sort of. It's not Django. It's Rango. It's Rango's the one with like the lizard or yeah, the something. the Johnny Depp movie. I've never seen when that. I hadn't seen it either, but I've heard of it. I'm familiar. Uh, where do you think it came out in the year? Um... 52. 70th. 95. Wow. What about the, Still what about the soundtrack, though? Have you checked? Did you check into that? The soundtrack did pretty well. I didn't check to see how it ranked, but it's a soundtrack. So, I mean, it. It was an amazing soundtrack, what that was. Um, so, here's. Here. I, I want to see if you can guess the top five movies of the year. I will tell you this. Every one of them is a sequel. All top five movies is a sequel. So 2000, you don't have to give me the exact title. Just what do you think a sequel of a movie? One of them is a Marvel movie. No. Really? One of the Batman movies. No. I like that one. DC movie. Nope. Did a Star Wars come out? Nope. Hmm. Um, Okay, hold on. Now let's think. Toy Story, one of them. No. We're <laughs> <laughs> doing so good. Hold on. We're throwing stuff down, though, and I'm really you, proud yeah, of I'm that. Proud okay, of you, okay, hold on. Hold on. There's got to be a Mission Impossible in there. No. Oh. Oh, Jason Bourne? Nope. 2011 the Bournes. was okay. hold on. the year that Josh and I got, mm, no, it was the year before. It was when we bought the house. How about? Oh, I was not doing anything when we bought the house because we bought the house. So um, uh, that's, ho- that's scrapped. Oh. How, uh, was there a Halloween movie that year? No. Okay. Horror. No, none of these are horror films. These are all action. All of these are. Okay, a Hangover movie. Well, yes, Hangover. <gasps> hangover Part Two. Well all right. Done. Was Thank one. you. I was, got one. Was number four. So Woo-hoo! <laughs> Hangover number two was number four. <laughs> right, was number four in those. We're right. keeping up. Okay, I got one. I got one. Hold on. Um, I'm surprised Justina hasn't guessed one. She should have easily guessed one. Little Mermaid. I'm just That's taking out my favorites now. That's not a sequel. There's many sequels. Yeah, but no, yeah, but none of them had theatrical sequels. Mm-hmm. There's up to three. But none of them had. Th- both Lion of them King. Were, both of them were. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know, guys. You I'm out. Up? I'm. I'm like no. struggling. I got one. Hold on. Um, another sequel that did really well. Um, so Harry Potter? Yes, number <gasps> one was Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. Oh, oh is golly, that's that old. Uh, yep. See, I thought it's so funny because my thing was like, it's been that recent since that came out, and you were like, it's that old? Number two was Transformers Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, yeah, Transformers. Number three was Twilight Breaking Dawn Part One. Seriously? Uh, You know what's so sad about Twilight is they've come out with a new book, and I kind of want to read it. It's from uh, Edward's perspective, right? I don't know, but I just, I. It's it's like she's. It's like I'm compelled to read the damn thing. I hope it. Rewrote it from the dude's perspective. I hope the whole thing is him, like, really solemn, like. And there's a new Hunger this Games book too. Up. Yeah, the new Hunger Games coming out. She's prequel. here. Yeah, non- she can't be num- with me. Uh, 
Number four was Hangover Part Two. Number five was Prince of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Oh, I'm surprised we didn't get that one either. Golly. That's it. I forget. I forget what year it was. I don't know. So I can't remember what movies I watched when. I know. So uh, we know how I felt about the movie. What do y'all think? I love it. I've always liked it. From the time we watched it in the theater, it was an awesome movie. So I give He's it, trying to I give do it something a two over there. thumbs up. That's it. The first half of it, I hated it. <laughs> like, I need you guys to know that I don't watch movies, audience, um, typically. I, I also hardly ever, I mean, rarely watch movies by myself that I'm not doing something. And I started it, and it was so weird that I couldn't connect to it, and I was frustrated, and I'm sitting there, and I was like, it's going to be a horror film, and I'm by myself in this living room, and it's late, and Jennifer wasn't around, so I was like literally by myself. You could have called me. I'd have come over. I, I'd have I, hold your hand. I should have, because film. it, and I didn't have my crochet, and part of me was like, go get it, and then part of me, like, I just... But you can't crochet and watch that movie. You probably There's couldn't. A, it's you, a lot to yeah, follow. It is a lot to follow, but like, I seriously just, I just sat there. And watch it. So the whole, like, I ended up calling Jennifer and was like, I don't understand this movie. I'm not happy about it. Like, I'm not, like the first half. And then it got interesting. I'm pointing to the shots where you're doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it got interesting where, like, it, again, the story is important to me. So, like, when it started to, one moment. We're going to finish this off with a shot. Um, when it, when it got, I don't know why I shook it, like, they're together. They're not. Um. I, I shook my separated buttery nipple shot. It doesn't matter because they're separated. Um, and then I couldn't stop watching it. And then I liked it. And honestly, it wasn't until the very last scene that I decided I liked the movie. Because it does put like hit a point where you have to go, oh my gosh, how much of that was real? And how much of it was her trying to cope with what right. happened? And then it was like, I, I could watch this again. Yeah. And I, it would, I would enjoy the whole thing, but the first half of the film, I was very frustrated. I think it'll be easier for the next, the next time you watch it. I agree. Yeah, because yeah. I've seen it several times. The first time we watched it, I left the theater loving it, but not knowing what the hell I watched. I mean, it was like I love this movie. I don't know what it's about, but I love it. Yeah. It's awesome because it's a lot to take in. It is. Then I watched. I've watched it maybe seven eight times now that's funny that so, jamie just now watched it but you've watched it a because few times since i'll then. say this movie looks great and he'll look at the trailer and say it looks stupid i don't want to go and then he'll end up liking it when i finally make him watch it like years later so told you so we'll uh, we'll, told you so we'll cover the soundtrack we just didn't have time this episode but we'll cover the soundtrack in the cult meeting all right well because i do want to cover the soundtrack all right so we're gonna end with this show with uh with this, is a, this is our contribution to the multiverse go out and make yours bye, bye. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.